Welcome back. Our guest is Simon Presley from Propertyology. Bushy and I are talking to Simon about what's happened over the last decade. Um, let's bring up our next slide, I think, which is relevant now, Simon, and this, this talks about real estate demand. Yeah, so um, we added, uh, we started the decade with 9 million residential dwellings in this huge country of ours, and we ended the decade with an extra 1.7 million dwellings. Um, here now today, 10.7 million residential dwellings in Australia. Of our capital cities, um, so what we saw throughout the last decade was um, significant appetite of our property developers for building high-rise apartments. Um, certainly in uh, six of our eight capital cities, saw, saw a lot of that, and a couple of our major regional locations, including places like Newcastle and, and the Gold Coast. So five of our eight, capital cities, we actually built somewhere between 45% and 72% of all their dwellings constructed in, in the last decade were apartments. A couple of their capital cities, for every 10 new dwellings built, seven of them were apartments. That's something that's, I think, that the decade we're talking about um, will be remembered for. Uh, real estate transactions, there were 4.8 million um, residential properties that changed hands in the last decade, of which 64% of them were in our capital cities. And 1 million um, first home buyers entered the property market in our last decade. I think that's, uh, that, that's quite a, an achievement. So about 20% of real estate transactions in the last decade were, were first home buyers. That's, um, that's, that's a big chunk, Simon, and, 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 and a fair portion given their sort of relative uh, uh, ratio of the overall population and I, I guess a lot of the government stimulus has brought forward that, that first home buyer demand but what's your read of that? Yeah absolutely so um, I guess we ended the decade with uh, and it's still available now the first home deposit scheme where um, so, you know a first home buyer with as small as two percent if you're a um, um, single income parent um, you can get you can become a first home buyer with as small as a 2% deposit and for everyone else as small as a 5% deposit. Um, so you can get into the property market quicker because you don't have to take as long to save your deposit um, and no mortgage insurance is, is required. So, you know, my 52 years on this planet, that's the single best first home buyer initiative I, you know, I think we've ever had. That's yep. fantastic. Throughout the rest of the decade, it was predominantly the states at different times. There were some initiatives there um, waiving stamp duty or, um, you know, a, a rebate if, you, if a first-time buyer bought a new dwelling or something like that. But those policies, um, it's how they hold their might, mouth. They say they're supporting the first-time buyer, but it's really an incentive to boost up the construction sector. Um, what this graphic also shows, so the three, three different coloured lines here, the blue line first is showing the number of transactions or the number of properties that were purchased in Sydney and Melbourne combined. That's the blue line. I'll talk you through these in a second. Uh, the yellow line is our other six capital cities all bundled up together. And the green line is all of regional Australia bundled up together. So let's remember that Sydney and Melbourne, nowhere else in Australia, Sydney and Melbourne had a property boom 2013 to 2017. What causes a boom is when there's more people transacting in real estate. They create competition amongst themselves Seagulls fighting after a chip analogy, and that and that competition forces prices up. So you can see from the far left of this of this chart, the blue line trends up. That's Sydney and Melbourne's boom. But the, the other capital cities, the yellow line, was largely flat for that period of time. The green line trended up a little bit. Yes, there were parts of regional Australia that were performing very strong in that period of time. 
Focus now on, on roughly the middle of the chart on that blue line. And you see that that blue line, the number of properties that transacted reduced. Sydney and Melbourne actually entered a significant downturn there, 2017 to 2019. But the rest of Australia didn't enter a downturn. There was nothing spectacular happening, but it wasn't like property prices were declining. 2015 through to including now, Hobart has had a spectacular run. Um, and not all, but most parts of regional Australia have performed significantly um, uh, better than a capital city. So if you look at the trend line, the green trend line uh, is trending upwards, whereas the blue and the yellow trend line are trending downwards. So a lot more buyer activity amongst our regions than our capital cities in the second half of the decade. And now let's look, look at what happened uh, in the last two years of COVID. That green line has gone through the absolute roof. To put some perspective around that, about 35% of Australia's total population live in live for our regional Australia. But in last year alone, 60% of all properties that were purchased were in regional Australia, hence that big, big spike there. Well, I, I know you are one of the very early contrarian calls on uh, the regional opportunity uh, way back when. And, and uh, from memory, I, I think you were the very first to call Hobart uh, before it even started to happen. Yeah. So uh, you've been right on the money for uh, all of that time, Simon. Uh, and both in the middle of the decade and both at the same time, uh, we started buying in Hobart in, in early 2014. And while, while we were um, sneaking under everyone's garden, chipping away, that we bought about 100 properties, um, 2014, 2016 in Hobart. But we were also very active in different parts of regional Australia um, and remain a lot more active throughout regional Australia today than, than our capital city markets. And for the foreseeable future, uh, I, I can't be strong enough in, in, in uh, predicting that the gold will be amongst the regions, not, not amongst the capitals. That's not saying that, you know, that we should be worried about the capital cities, um, but the absolute best performance will, will continue to be among our regions for a variety of reasons. Simon, mean, what's been the level of capital growth that's occurred, say, um, year around the country in the major centres over the yeah. time that we're looking at here? We'll just bring well, up this next graphic too, by the way. It was like, well, we're pulling that up. It was really a decade of two halves. Um, the first um, half of the decade was largely um, underwhelming property market performance. Um, there's always exceptions, uh, you know, to, to the norm. But Australia's economy for the first half of the decade coming out of the back of the GFC was, was, was you know, not spectacular. Whereas in the second half of the decade, we certainly picked things up. This first graphic shows that. I guess more the norm for the, for the first five years of the decade, if you have a look at um, Brisbane's performance there, 20% uh, increase in the median house price in that first five years. That was more, I guess, an on-par performance for, for that five-year period of time. The absolute standout um, of our capital cities was Sydney. Uh, uh, Barrel was that was officially the best overall. Don Bradman country there. Um, but you know what also stands out in this graphic is New South Wales dominated that first five years. And again, it's no coincidence, the New South Wales economy was the best performed economy in that first five year period of time. Interestingly, um, Comsec, who do uh, a quarterly state of the state's economic um, report, I was, I was looking back on this information the other day, Tasmania was officially ranked eighth out of eight for the, you know, a, a good chunk of this first five year period, the worst performed state economy. It's ended the last four years ranked best of the eight economies. Yeah. So if we, we now pull up the second graphic. 
looking at the last five years and, uh, and yep. what's happened there. Much, much bigger numbers yeah. than, that, than that first chart. The, the blue columns obviously represent um, a, bit of a, uh, a bit of a sample of what our capital city markets um, did. Hobart was the best performed capital city with 91% growth in just five years. Um, Brisbane, Adelaide, Melbourne, Canberra, they were all sort of around that 40 to 50%. Darwin was the worst at 10%. But we've actually had six separate regional townships where the median house price doubled or better in the last five years. Spectacular growth. It's certainly a very visual confirmation of uh, your own forecasts on the strength of the regions, Simon. So uh, it'll be interesting to see uh, what the future holds in that area. Well, on that graphic there, I don't know if this might have been up, but there's about a dozen different different locations. Um, Propertyology has invested in eight of those over that last five-year um, period, period of time. And, um, so, yes, rate, rates of growth that are certainly a lot higher than what you would normally expect to receive as a property investor, but um, absolutely enjoyed. The, the other thing that uh, really stands out to us when we look back over the last 10 years, I spoke earlier about there was an overzealous um, uh, construction for apartments. And when we compared, the, the graphics we've just been through there shows the change in median house price. So when we actually had a look at, well, what are the change in median apartment value did over that period of time? So across the whole decade, Sydney, for example, the median house price increased by 140%, yep. huge number across a decade. The apartment value increased by 77%. Now, 77% is huge growth, don't get me wrong, but it's half the rate of houses. Um, Brisbane's median house price, most of the growth has been in the last two years. Across the decade, it grew by 80%. Apartments have only increased by 25%. Adelaide apartments only increased by 25%. Houses have increased by about 60%. Melbourne, roughly house prices have doubled over the last decade. Apartment values have only increased by 50%. There's only one capital city where apartment values relative to their house price was exceptionally well, and that's because they don't allow high-rise construction, and that's the city of Hobart. So Hobart's median house price increased by 133% across the last 10 years and apartments by 120%. So Hobart's apartment value did better than all the house values in seven out of eight capital cities because they don't allow the high-rise construction stuff. Just great confirmation of the yeah. uh, supply-demand equation again, uh, yeah. uh, Simon. It's uh, you know in all the areas where we've seen the oversupply of apartments, it's, it's had that result. So, uh, But the, it's interesting that uh, uh, you know government deferring uh, new supply of any housing to the private sector, we've still got this massive uh, overall undersupply, particularly in the housing area, which is clearly putting added pressure on the rental squeeze. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Let, let's uh, have a look at um, you know what impact this has had on property values. Um, if we can just maybe bring up the next slide. Yeah, so what, what I've got here is um, you know, looking at how we ended the decade and what, what are our most expensive um, parts of Australia to live in. What's the, what's the biggest median house price across all of Australia? 24 out of our 28 uh, most expensive parts of Australia from a median house price perspective are among your regions. There are 24 regions there where the median house price is higher than four of our 
capital cities. I mean, mm. I could talk to the cows come home about the myths associated with capital cities versus regions. It's always been a load of bullshit, excuse the, excuse the French. But um, when you look back over the decade, you see a lot of the a lot of the crap commentary that was made, and and then you know backed up. Well, here's the evidence that, um, to show how much uh, rubbish gets gets uh, reported about capital city versus versus region. Indeed. Well, we're going to take another quick break and we come back. I want to talk to you about rents and um, how they stack up because that's one of the key indicators for us as well. Stay with us. Simon Presley from Propertyology is our guest and we're looking back over the last decade. We'll take a look ahead as well. Simon Presley is joining Bushy Martin and I. This is Real Estate Talk. Stay with us. Back in a minute. <laughs> 